What do you do when the memory of your past is painful? What do you do when you're haunted by your history? I have good news for you. You can break free from your past. Let me show you what I've learned about breaking free. Stick with me. Today, I'm reminded of one of my own Hall of Shame failures. 45 years ago today, God gave Debbie and I our precious baby girl, Mindy. Like all dads, I was happy to bring her home to win her heart to become that special someone in her life. But unfortunate for her and unfortunate for me, at that point in my life, I probably had the emotional maturity of a toddler. And that's not much of a stretch, if it's a stretch at all, being transparent. Well, every time I, I held her, she cried. Every time. And you can imagine, after a long time, finally, somewhere along the way, I just... I just said, fine, if that's the way you want it, and I quit trying. Well, now, fast forward about eight years. We're on vacation. We're visiting at my dad's house in Indiana. And after a couple days, he'd had an opportunity to see how we relate as a family. The kids were out playing in the cool Midwestern grass while dad and I were sitting on the back porch, sipping on a cold Dr. Pepper. And he looked out at the kids and said, you know, son, he said, you have his heart, pointing to my oldest son, Jeremy, and then he pointed to my thirdborn, Danielle, and he said, and you have her heart. You've probably seen their happiness and how they related to me, their responsiveness. Then he pointed to my secondborn, to Mindy, and he said, but you don't have her heart. He'd probably seen her coldness and her indifference to me. You know, his words were like shock therapy to me. They awoke me to the pain of my failure the realization that, that I had failed my daughter, that I had failed to fight for her heart until I had won it. That realization, it hurt like swallowing shards of glass. What do you do when you realize your past, when you think of it and, and your history haunts you? Are you stuck? Well, fortunately for me, God showed me there's some things that I can do. There are at least four things that I've learned about breaking free from my past. I had to come to understand this. Here's the first truth. I had to understand that my past doesn't have to ruin my future. And by the way, there's a second part to that, and that really helped me too. No, it helped me the most. And that is that my past does not have to ruin the future of anyone else either. My past does not have to ruin Mindy's future either. Now think about what really hurts us from our, in our past. What, what really hurt me, obviously there's the event. Just recalling it today, just telling you about it. It's painful to even think about it, to remember that. But what really hurt, what really tore at my soul, what ripped a hole in my heart, is the idea that, that she would have to live the rest of her life with the consequences of a father who failed her. That hurt. And that's all true, but it's only part of the truth. It's true that I'd failed her. It's true that, that she would have to live with the consequences of my failure. It's true that, that I couldn't undo it. Those things are all true. And Satan loves to point to our truths and remind us of our failures and, and that part of the truth. But there, there's another side of the story. There's the rest of the story, and it's God's side. This is the side that, that I needed to hear. And that's this, that God could make good of my bad. My badness is not beyond God's goodness. My wrong is not beyond the reach of God's redemption. 
Oh, that was helpful. You know why it's helpful? It's because God has a reputation of restoring that which is ruined. 2 Samuel chapter 14, great story. There's one verse in this chapter that stands out to me. And it's a teaching on, on us and a teaching on God in this one verse. The first part of the verse, it's, it's to us. It says this, all of us must die eventually. In other words, the statistics on death are one out of one dies. It's, that's reality. Our lives are like water spilled out on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Our lives are like water spilled out on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. We just can't do it. A life lived is a life lived. Water out of a hose can't be put back into a hose. A failure made is a failure. That's just the way it is. We can't undo that which has been done. And that reality is what hurts so much. But listen to this other side. This is God. But God, and I always love it when you read, but God, but God does not just sweep life away. Watch water spilled on the ground. He doesn't just sweep it so that it dries up. No, instead, what's God do? He devises ways to bring us back when we've been separated from him. When we've blown it, when we've failed, when we've ruined something, God devises a way to bring us back to him. God devises, think about it. What does that word mean? He figures out a way. He invents a way. When there is no way, God invents a way to restore us back to him. God can redeem our wrong. Now, as Paul Harvey used to say, now you know the rest of the story. Nothing's beyond the reach of his redemption and restoration. You know what the truth is about this? Is that God can take my failure and turn it into not just something good, but something better than if I had never failed at all. That's crazy, but it's true because he's God. Now, I've been telling you my story. Let me ask you a question. What's yours? What is your if only? You know, when we think about our past failures, is if, if only I had not. If only I had. And sometimes it's what's done to us. Maybe it's when you were a child, something was done to you, or maybe it's something that you did. If only when I was a child. If only when I was a teenager. If only when I was away at college. If only, whatever it is, when I was away on that business trip. If only... I had or had not when we were married. This is, this is what I want you to hear. Your past is not beyond the reach of God's redemption. Your past has not ruined your future. It hasn't ruined the future of anyone. And now that you know that, and now that I knew that, I was able to take the second step. And this is critical. Here's the second step. For me, I had to identify what hurts, that which I had been covering up, that which I had been denying. Now it's time for me to bring it into the light, to expose it to God so that he can begin to heal that which is broken. I shared with you those first two steps. We acknowledge that our past hasn't ruined our future, hadn't necessarily ruined the future of anyone. And secondly, that we've got to identify what hurts, We've been in the habit of denying it, pushing it off because we think there's nothing we can do about it. 
Now we bring it in the light so that God can heal it. And the way we bring it into light is, and this is what I did. And by the way, I couldn't have done this step. I've really tried to think through how did it actually happen to me or for me. And I couldn't have taken this step had it not been for my dad. And I'm going to say the grace of God to speak through my dad. He wasn't even a believer at the time. And he looked at my kids playing in his yard and he won his heart. You won her heart, but you've not won her heart, that middle child, Mindy. And when he said that, you know, it literally was like shock therapy to me. It woke me up to my failure and, and I felt it. I felt the pain of how I've let my daughter down and I felt the pain of how I may have ruined her life. I felt all of those things and it made me desperate. And so in that desperation, I was ready to do something. This was just the wisest thing I could do. And that's why I call it the third step, the next step in the process, the logical process is to confess your sin, is to admit you're wrong. Remember, God is making a way when we failed. He wants to bring us back when we failed. He wants to restore it, redeem our hurt. Now that I know how badly I failed, I'm ready to admit that I have failed and what I've done, my way is wrong and God has a better way. That's really what confession is. Confession is just agreeing with God. Sometimes we don't like it. We push back against confession. We think it's a bad thing. We don't want to admit we're wrong. If we think of all the consequences, we think living with our, our hurt or living with our failure is just a better choice than, than living with the consequences of, of confession coming out in the open. That's kind of like saying uh, skin, skin cancer is easier to live with than putting on sunscreen. It, it, it just didn't. We need to take the step and say, God, I failed you. And for me, it was easy because I felt it. I felt my pain. I felt the failure and I desperately needed God's help. And, and I cried out for his help. God, I failed you. I don't know what I prayed. I don't, it's too long ago. I don't remember any of that, but I do know that I I admitted that I failed and, and I begged God for his help. And here's the interesting thing. The scripture does say that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Theologically, what happens when we've sinned, when we've failed, when we've done our way and we experience the consequences of it, we've actually offended God. We've hurt God by rejecting him and doing our own thing. And we need that confession emotionally for us so that we can be restored and turn back to him and receive the direction that he wants to give us. And the moment we confess, he's, he's ready to show us the way. And so I confess my sin. And you know, the interesting thing is, I knew in that moment what I needed to do. And I took the fourth step, and that is to do everything God told me to do. And here's the clarity he brought to my life. Remember my dad said, you have his heart, you have her heart, but you don't have her heart. Here's the verse that God gave me. And this, this came to me from Proverbs 23, 26, and it became my life verse for, for being a parent. It just says, oh, my son, give me your heart. May your eyes delight in my ways. That's an incredible verse. I, I committed it to memory. Uh, that did become my life verse as being a parent. And it, it still guides me today as being a grandparent. I know that to live a life that if they do follow me, I need to live a life that's worthy of being followed. And, and then, then I want to do everything I can to win that little heart so that they, they just want to be like granddad. They want to do what granddad wants. Or at that time, they, they want to be like their dad. They, they love me. And so I knew my job was to go after a heart. You're probably wondering, what would you do? You want to know that. And uh, I'm going to tell you exactly what I did. I did what God told me to do. And that's, that's all I can tell you I did. 
I don't even know what I did, but I probably could piece it together for you. But the important thing is I listened to God's word for instruction. I listened to the Holy Spirit to guide me because he wanted to give me the truth. And I just did those things. Perhaps the easiest way to share with you what I did is, is to share a text I got from my daughter, Mindy, when I called her and asked, babe, can I share this, this failure from my hall of shame? And that includes you and with my listeners on video. And uh, she said, well, of course, Dad. And, and so we hung up, and then she sent me this text, and, and I'll, I'll have to include the text for you. Uh, so you can see it, but I, it, I remembered it. it. It spoke to me. It, like, it brought tears to my eyes. And it just said, Dad, for every Hall of Shame moment you remember, I remember so many more times that you did it right. She said, you made us laugh. You spent time with us. Uh, you spoke vision into our lives. And, and then she added this, which meant the world to me. And she said, Dad, you never let us doubt how much you loved us. Thanks, babe. Thank you, Lord, for helping me win my daughter's heart. When I was putting this together, this, this, these thoughts, I came across a picture, several pictures I was looking at of her. And this picture is of her wearing curlers. She's got a glove on one hand, holding her nose with the other hand. And, and I thought I had her out there cleaning fish. And I wondered, what in the world? How did I ever win her heart to this point in her life? I, I had won her heart. She's 12, 13 years old. And, and, I, and I, I said, honey, why did I have you out there in curlers? It looks like you'd just taken a shower and in your house coat cleaning fish. And she said, dad, I wasn't cleaning fish. She says, clean up a mess. And what happened, she told me, is the day before we'd gone out, and this one of the things I did, I just spent my life with my kids. I involved them in everything. I, I, I spent a lot of time outdoors, so they're with me. We do stuff. She knew how to drive the boat. She could catch fish as good as I could. And, uh, and so the day before, we'd gone out and caught a lot of fish. And we came home. Her brother and I, Jeremy, we cleaned the fish. And Minnie's job was to bag all the guts and carcasses up and dispose of it in the trash. And I asked her the next day if she'd done that. And she said, no, Dad, I didn't. And she said, that's what that picture's of. I'm out there after those fish had spent 24 hours in the Texas heat. And they stunk to high heavens. Uh, they, they, um, they were slimy and nasty. And so I'm out there cleaning that mess up after I'd taken a shower, had my hair in curlers and in my house coat because you made me do that. And then she said, Dad, you need to tell that story. And thinking, why do I need to tell that story? And now I know why, because she wanted you to hear that I really did do what God said. You see, if I'd gone after my daughter's heart the way I, I thought I should, if I'd just done what I, I thought was right, I would have made her life about, you know, a fairy tale life, all about candy, <laughs> rainbows, and unicorns. But I didn't. I did what God told me to do. And the scripture says it. You know, the parent that doesn't discipline her child hates their child. They don't love them at all. You hate them. I loved her. And I, I did what God told me to do. And I won her heart. Well, this is a really painful memory from my past. Yes, God has healed it, but the memory still hurts. I'm free from it. I'm, God has brought the end of the story. I have her heart. But I want to ask you a question. What part of your past does God need to heal? What hurt do you still remember? Is it, you know, a failure in a marriage, a failure in a career, a failure 
uh, with your children? Is it, you know, is it a personal failure? Um, what is it? I know that you may be in that place you're thinking, yeah, but for me, there just isn't no way. You know, you need to hear that when we failed, God can make a way to bring us back. God devises ways. He's, he literally is the way maker. And I just ask you to, to just bring it into the light now and, and look, yeah, feel the pain of it and then cry out to God, God, I failed. God, please forgive me. And trust that he literally will speak to you. He will guide you through his word, speak into your heart by the Holy Spirit, bringing things to remember, using people like your dad, your mom, or others in your life to just to speak truth to you. And if you'll just trust that what you're hearing is from God and just go after it and do everything God says, you will experience God healing your past or setting you free from your past and healing your hurt. Well, I hope this has been helpful to you. I want to pray for you right now and because we need God's help. Father in heaven, I do pray for my friends today that, God, that they would, they would trust you, that, that you literally are making a way to restore their brokenness. But, but we got to come to the place where we can look at it and say, this was wrong, and now I'm going to confess it, God, because I know you love me and you want to help me do that which is right. You want to bring me back from my failure. Whatever it is, you want to restore that which is broken. You want to redeem my hope, my hurt. So that, God, the truth is that <laughs> this is hard to believe. This is so crazy, but our life can be better because of our failure, because we trusted you than it ever would had we not trusted, had we never failed at all and never trusted you. Thank you, Father. God, we pray it all in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, he, his name is the way. When there was no way, to bring us and make us right with you. You made a way. And his name is Jesus. Thank you, Father. God, I, I pray, help us now. Amen.